All right. So hi, Jen. Welcome. I'm giving my introduction already. I'm here from Best Beavers. And Best Beavers is basically a news blog website that I mentioned in my email. It's a blog website for small business owners where we provide, you know, actionable content and strategies in order to help small business owners grow their business. So we're thinking of starting a section where, you know, we'll be featuring small business owners and we'll be featuring the case studies and hence I wished you out for that purpose. And so I'd like to first to confirm that you work at US Pet Wealth Insurance or are you one of the owners of what's your designation here at US Pet Wealth Insurance? I'm pronouncing it right, right? That's what the... Yeah, the company name is just US Pet Wealth. So I'll put that in the chat. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of the co-owners. All right. That's awesome. All right. So the process, the format that we have is that I'll be asking you a series of questions and uh, based on your answers and everything, we'll be compiling a case study sort of an article and then we'll share it first with you. We'll get your approval and then we'll publish it on our website along with the link of your business and personal logo and everything, right? So to begin with, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about the business as to what US wealth is and, you know, a little background of uh, the business? Yeah. So I work with my husband. His name is Scott R. Tucker. We have different last names, but we actually met, I think, in 2016, 2017. And he was actually, at the time, he was referred to me as a client. (laughs) I had my own business. It was a social media marketing firm. And Mm -hmm. long story short, I ended up deciding to work with him. And we ended up moving our business from California to Virginia here in the United States, which is where we still are today. And so part of why I decided to work with him is because he specializes in financial services for military retirees. We have a special service that teaches military retirees or transitioning service members how to privatize their pension. A pension is something you get when you work a career in the military for at least 20 years. And so it's like this kind of forever paycheck that you get for serving our country. So part of why I wanted to work with him is because I was intrigued with his dedication to our American military community. I come from a military family myself. My dad served about 18 and a half years before he unfortunately lost his life. And so this was my way to, I guess, come back to the community, find healing from that experience of of being raised in military community and losing my dad at 10 years old. And I think for me, like part of why I enjoy it, and even till this day, like seven years later is one, it is about the military community where, which is pretty much my upbringing. And two, it's about finance. In the military, it's commonly known that you're going to follow orders, which makes a lot of sense. That's how we, you know, that's how we win our nation wars and all that stuff. But our soldiers eventually, our service members eventually transition out. And so they have to make that mental shift from following orders to actually making decisions for themselves. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. So part of our first steps is showing them how to do that with their finances so that even when they transition out, even with the pension that they get for the rest of their lives, a lot of them end up getting a second career. But we want to help them with their finances in a way where even if they do another career, they don't have to do it for another 20 years. We can show them you know, with what they already have, if they qualify, you know, that you could work another 10 years and then call it quits, you can retire. So that's really part of the mission. And and I enjoy those two main things, military community and finances, because like I said, it was part of my upbringing to be in the military. But secondly, my family did not talk about finances. And so it's great to 
be in an industry today where we can just openly have these conversations. Oh, that is actually very impressive. And uh, I think I think the intention behind the business you have uh, is actually pretty good and pretty inspiring. I, I'm sure there will be a lot of people inspired by what you're doing. And I'm actually very happy to hear about this. All right. So I understood what uh, US Wet Wealth is and how did you actually come up to this idea and join hands with your husband and started this business. So how has the journey been like so far from, you know, when you started in 2016, I believe you said, and till 2023. So how has this journey been for you and your husband as small business owners? How has this journey been in, you know, from 2016 to 2023? How hard has it been so far? Yeah, and I, and I can only speak for myself. My husband, he's kind of our, uh, we call him the dog and pony show. Like he's really the face of our business. So he's the one that has the books published. Like his face is on all our socials. Um, I'm more so like operations and marketing and pretty much being his, I like to call myself his uh, number one trusted advisor. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, but I will tell myself, I will say that, you know, from work, like since working with him, it's really what comes to mind for me is that it has transformed from like an emotional journey to a purposeful journey. Like prior to working with him, I mentioned that I had a social media business. And then prior to that, I got into direct sales in my young 20s. And this was actually, it was very much a challenge for me to get into sales, to get into entrepreneurship in my young adult years, because I come from a family of immigrants. My parents were from the Philippines. My dad was able to give us more economic opportunities when he joined the U.S. Navy. And so there's very much that I would call it kind of like a third world country mentality, like being taken into America. And that's what I grew up in in my household is, you know, both of my parents, they come from a family of farmers. And so, you know, their mindset was very like, you know, you're hands on with everything. Like it's all about preservation, like using things until it's like until it's absolutely broken. And so for my siblings and I, to have been able to go to college, you know, we were expected in a way to get, you know, the full-time job with benefits and, and all that stuff, like kind of the typical American dream here where it's like, go to school, get good grades, get a good job, get a house, you know, own a house, own a car, have a family, like all that stuff. And so when I decided to get into business, it was really difficult for, it was very difficult for one, for me to even know how to begin because it wasn't modeled for me, for my family. With all due respect to them, obviously, I wouldn't say it was their job to do it. It's just that I didn't have any role models. And then, but then there's that, that second layer of all my family ever wanted was to take me from a third world country to be successful in the middle class. And so for them, they felt like being an entrepreneur was very risky. And so there was a lot of like mixed emotions that I had to navigate in my young 20s. And then along the journey, I would kind of call it like a, like, post-traumatic trauma from the loss of my dad. Like I had to unpack that later in life, especially in my 20s and what it really meant for me and why it was so hard for me to commit to things. And then, you know, fast forward to today, I've come to a place where I have found a lot of healing and closure and more importantly, a sense of responsibility and purpose to live the life that I'm living today. So in short, you know, my journey early on was a bag of emotions to really unpacking what really happened in my childhood to coming to a place of like clarity and purpose and really just being, you know, more logical and objective and empathetic still. Like I still consider myself an empathetic, sensitive person, but I have more sense of a purpose where I'm not dwelling so much on my past traumas and emotion. I can be more objective in business. So I'd say that's like kind of like the mental journey that I went through <laughs> being in business. 
I think that's very inspiring, especially keeping in mind that you've had a tough childhood and all those uh, experiences that you've gone through and how starting a business has made you a person that you are that goes on to prove that, you know, you can do anything as long as you uh, have the will for it, which is actually pretty good. And I'm sure this would be an inspiration for the small business owners as well once they read this case study on, uh, you know, on the website. And that I'm sure your story would inspire a lot of young entrepreneurs because Obviously, starting a business is a risky thing. And like you said that, you know, you don't have obviously some restrictions that some, I would say, some restraints from your family. And apart from that, you generally are very scared to, you know, start a business because obviously financial and all these aspects and risks involved. But you took that leap of faith and you started and then obviously you are at a good place right now. So I think that's pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. I also want to mention too that my entrepreneurial journey actually happened out of necessity. It was kind of like process of elimination for me. And what I mean by that is I did go to school. You know, I didn't get the best grades, but, you know, they make a joke here. We call it C's get degrees. Like I was able to still get my degree regardless of not being a perfect student. And but I was on that path to, you know, to work the nine to five to find employment. But it just wasn't wired in me. You know, having been a military kid, our family moved around quite frequently. So it wasn't familiar for me to stay in one place and work a job for a long time. And so I said that because in my young 20s, before I decided to really get into sales and embrace it, I was fired from four jobs consecutively. Like I did not know how to hold down a job. So by the time I was going to kind of prepare for a fifth job, and I remember I was talking to a couple of people about this, I, I came to this conclusion where it's like, okay, I can spend my energy into applying for jobs or I, I can reinvest that energy into building a business. And so that was the turning point for me. And for me, it was really out of necessity. It was out of it was out of like, because I felt like I had no other options. And I don't wish that upon anyone. But I am grateful that that's the path that God put me on to, you know, to be where I am today. 